We have a G and an A flat. G and A flat. and 
Lord's house tonight, amen. There's no rather place that I would be, amen, than in the Lord's, uh, the Lord's house, amen, with my family, amen, my church family. Love each and every one of you. Glad you came tonight. Uh, if you would, grab a blue book. Let's all stand our feet. Page 297, grace greater than our sin. How many of you are thankful for his grace tonight? Amen. If it wasn't for his grace, amen, I'd be uh, headed to a devil's hell, amen. But I'm so glad because of His grace I get to go to heaven. Let's sing it. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount his holy name.
It's worthy tonight, amen, to worship and praise and honor. Hallelujah to Jesus' name. Flip over to page 363, amen. I got a a friend, amen. Amen, if you don't know him, you need to tonight. Amen, but if you do know him, I know that you know. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, amen. He's a friend I can count on, Brother Sam. He's a friend I can lean on. Amen. I, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'll let you down, but Jesus won't. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Let's sing us tonight, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a fellowship, what a joy divine. Place you can be, amen, is when you're leaning on Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. whether you do or not, hallelujah, amen, I'm going to go ahead and read off some of these announcements, um, if anything changes, I'll try to correct myself if I tell you about something that happened yesterday, uh, so you just be aware of what all is going on here, uh, December 19th, that's passed. Uh, the uh, the UFC youth services here at the church, um, as you all probably already know, uh, they are not in uh, class tonight. Um, we will pick that up the following the first of the year, so it'll be uh, next Wednesday is when we'll uh, get those kiddos back in here, amen, get them, uh, get them fed uh, physically and spiritually, amen, love on them. So uh, you'd be much in prayer for them. As uh, their return, and pray for the teachers, Amen. As uh, uh, as we get to calm them down after about three, four weeks of them not being in class, Amen. And uh, it's it's a job, it's a chore, Amen. But uh, love them kiddos, can't wait to get them back here. Uh, website directory photos. Uh, if you still have not got it, um, sorry, you're kicked out of the church. That's what the paper says, Amen. But uh, no, Brian Cannon, uh, he is uh, still taking those pictures. So uh, whatever you get to see him, uh, you just let him know uh, what you need. Don't forget there's a directory form in the back, and that will have your address, your phone number, all that good stuff, your Social Security card just in case we need it. And, uh, all, amen, all the necess necessary things we need uh, to get a hold of you, whether it be through cell phone, whether it be through mail, email, whatever it is. But uh, don't forget those papers. They're, I think there's still some back in the back there. Uh, let's see. Don't forget about the new missionaries. I mean, the church uh, took on some new missionaries, a total of three of them. Uh, we support these missionaries monthly. Uh, this brings our total monthly expense to uh, $750 a month. Amen. So uh, I say praise God. Amen. Amen. Uh, hallelujah to his name. Amen. Thankful. Amen. We, uh, I'm just going to tell you, a lot of churches don't do that. Uh, and and for, for as small of a church, I'm just going to tell you, I know churches that hold over 200 every Sunday. Every Sunday. 
in the state of Ohio. I can take you to them right now. Every Sunday, hold over 200 people, and I bet you they don't give $250 to missionaries every month. So to, to see a, a church of our size, you know, and, and to see the, the work, uh, the seeds that we're sowing, uh, I say praise God. Amen. So uh, I, I'm thankful to be a part, uh, and I know you all are, uh, of what God's doing here at United. I say praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Uh, let's continue to remember the uh, trumpet series. It's Pastor Nick, uh, his Facebook page. He tries to do that every day uh, at 11 a.m., amen, but I think he's uh, soaking up the rays at the sun or at the at the beach. So uh, I, I don't think that he's, uh, I think he's taking a couple days off, amen, to recoup after these holidays. Uh, he's a bah humbug, amen. And uh, I think I think the holidays take a, take a toll on him, so... Uh, you pray for him, amen. You remember the uh, trumpet series. Uh, I'm sure we'll be we'll be seeing something on his Facebook here within the next couple of days of uh, when he'll be picking that back up. So uh, you remember him. Let's also uh, that was Sunday. All righty, I think that's it. As far as announcements go, I think that's it. Anybody have anything that I may have missed? Something's coming up. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and uh, that'll open up prayer requests. Amen. Let's remember these needs. Uh, the whole Price family needs needs their prayers. Amen. I got to talk to Miss Pat, and uh, she texted me before Christmas. Amen. Just asking uh, to pray for the family. Amen. A lot of things going on. A lot of sickness, illness. Um, and things that are that uh, have grabbed a hold of their family, and uh, I know one that is able, but uh, it, it doesn't mean that it still ain't tough. Uh, but uh, if you would please, please pray pray for the Price family, especially Brother Bob. Um, tough time for them. Uh, Lynn Neeson, you say, passed away. So that's. Let's remember this family. Uh, very tough time. Very tough time. Also, uh, continue to remember uh, Greystone Baptist Church. Um, yeah. It's a uh, it's a tragedy. I mean, I was on my way to Ohio when I heard um, of what happened, and I uh, I didn't know what to think. You know, I was speechless um, it uh, it breaks my heart because I know uh, the influence he had on the, our community um, the influence he had on churches around here pastors around here um, what a man of God and uh, couldn't help but think that if it wasn't for his prayers on Greystone and seeking revival back in 2018 that I don't know where I'd be. Uh, so I thank the Lord for his counsel, his wisdom, his influence on me, his influence on our community, his influence on Voice of Hope Ministries. Um, Roger was a man of God, and I don't think anybody, anybody in their right mind that ever met him 
could say otherwise. Um, love him, love his family, love his church. So uh, my heart breaks for them, as yours should too. And uh, we need to pray for them, amen? So uh, let's remember this need. I'm just going to go ahead and read some of these uh, prayer requests off to you. Let's remember Pastor and his, his family, as uh, it's already been mentioned, they're down at, uh, at South Carolina, amen, and uh, trying to get a break, amen, trying to, trying to get away from you crazy people. And uh, now we love them, we miss them already, I know I do, and uh, just pray for safe travels, pray for some peace and rest and uh, renewal, amen. Uh, love them. Let's also remember uh, Cheryl Davis, Doris Townsend, uh, Harold Nancy Chapman. Uh, it's already been mentioned, Brother Bob Price. Also, uh, Brother Robert, amen, needs your prayers. Let's continue to remember the Hardy family. Amen. Does anybody have an update on Brother Sam? Mm -hmm. No. Uh, let's continue to remember this need. Uh, continue to remember the Dunbar family, amen. Uh, the Phil Dunn family, is that the one, the one that passed? You know, okay, okay, yes. Uh, I think that was on the prayer chain, amen. Uh, so let's remember that family, the Dunn family. Uh, also, let's continue to remember our Kentucky and Tennessee tornado victims. Um, I believe, brother, I guess, brother Josh still. Still up there, amen, helping. So uh, a lot of devastation, a lot of uh, damage was uh, was put on, and uh, we need to continue to pray for these people, pray for the two states, amen, that uh, maybe this would be a wake-up call, amen, that uh, they'd realize that uh, time's short. Must remember these things. Um Pastor Greg Locke's church, haven't heard, haven't really heard an update on it, but uh, after the, uh, was it a tornado also down there that uh, tore up their church, done a lot of damage. Uh, I guess pretty much they're going to have to start from scratch is kind of the way I understood. Was uh, I mean, it done so much damage that it wasn't even worth uh, keeping up the walls that were still up. So uh, we need to pray for uh, Greg Locke's church. Uh, with the touch of God comes the target of Satan. And I don't know about you, but I believe that that man's got a touch of God on him. And you can call me crazy. You can call him crazy, whatever you want to. But I've, I've met the man. I've talked to him. I've heard him preach. And I believe that the Holy Spirit's all over him. And like I said, uh, I believe he's got a touch, which means he's got a target also. So... Uh, you can't tell me some of the things that happens at his church is not Satan himself. I mean, I truly believe it without the shadow of a doubt. So we need to pray for them. Amen. They're reaching souls and, um, I mean, doing, doing 
unreal works, amen, for the cause of Christ. So uh, we need to support them. We need to pray for them, pray for him, his family, and uh, those needs. Uh, let's continue to remember Voice of Hope, uh, their ministries, the ARC Ministries, the Trumpet Series. Let's continue to remember our youth. Uh, let's continue to remember each other, amen, our church as a whole. Uh, continue also, uh, once again, Brother Josh, uh, preachers and pastors of our community. Let's remember our nation, amen. Uh, America's, America needs help, amen. America needs God. And uh, I believe that uh, people need to get to praying. And uh, we need to seek God while he may be found. Amen. So, uh, Let's remember our nation, our government, the people in power. Amen. Let's continue to remember uh, our old and our new missionaries. Um, that, uh, that God would anoint them, uh, give them an urge, amen, give them a fire in their bones to preach and to teach the word of God to those that, uh, uh, we'll just put it this way, are less fortunate. Amen. We've grown up with a silver spoon compared to uh, some of these people that these people are reaching. Um, so let's let's pray for our missionaries, some of them uh, in countries where it's completely illegal to carry a Bible or say the name of Jesus. So, uh, you know, like I said, we're, we were kind of born with a silver spoon in our mouth. Um, we have the, uh, the right uh, and the freedom to worship. So... Uh, a lot of us haven't been put in that situation, so let's let's urgently and fervently pray for these missionary pray for these missionaries, amen. Uh, let's remember the schools, uh, not just in our county and state, but also uh, the nation, amen. A lot of a lot of chaos, a lot of uh, a lot of sin. Let's just put it that way. A lot of sin going on in schools, amen. It ain't just the students. It ain't just the teachers, amen, but it's the board, amen. It starts from the bottom and goes all the way to the top. It is uh, just uh, abrupt, uh, just so full of sin, amen. And uh, we need to pray that God get back into schools. Uh, I mean, it was a wake-up call, amen, to the church uh, when we started taking prayer out of schools. And uh, it has went downhill drastically, and quickly just since then so we need to pray for our kids amen we need to pray for our teachers uh, going through some things seeing a lot of things amen that we have not seen not heard uh, never thought would have happened in schools but uh, they're seeing it they're hearing it they're living it amen so we need to pray for them also remember health care workers um, I guess there's a new variant of COVID running around a couple people at my plant uh, they've got it and uh, they're, you know, they're they're all quarantined and everything, but uh, I, I know that uh, uh, it's no joke, amen. There there is a sickness. I'm not gonna lie, amen. And I'm not gonna call anybody a liar who says there's a sickness, because uh, I had the first round, amen. Praise God, I'm still here, amen. But uh, if God would have took me through the first round, amen, then that was God's plan. Nothing's caught him by surprise. If He takes me on this round. Amen. That was God's plan. Nothing's caught him by surprise. Amen. So let's not uh, let's not feed into the social media. Let's not feed into what the government says. Amen. Let's feed into what the Word of God says. And uh, I say we pray. Amen. When people were sick, Amen. In the Bible, I read that they laid hands on them. 
I read, amen, that they sanctified their hearts, gathered together to call a solemn assembly, amen, and they prayed for the sick, amen, so that's what we need to do, amen, we don't need to panic, we don't need to freak out, we don't need to feed into the bull that uh, the government and social media has given us, amen, we need to pray, amen, so let's, uh, I, I'm sorry, no, I, don't, I don't mean to rant, but I'm just saying, uh, we need to trust God instead of a shop, we need to trust God instead of a doctor. We need to trust God instead of a medical worker. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. So let's pray for our health care workers. Amen. No doubt they have a job that a lot of us, uh, uh, including myself, don't know anything about. Amen. The stress uh, that, they, that, that must uh, follow them uh, is, is something that I can't even imagine. So uh, let's love on them. Amen. Let's care for them. Let's pray for them. Amen. Last but not least, I pray that you pray for me tonight, amen. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be preaching, amen. Uh, pastor left it in my hands. Uh, heaven help him for some reason. I told him he ought to call somebody from another church. But, uh, no, he gave me the opportunity, and I'm grateful, amen. So, uh, so you pray for me tonight. I wonder if anybody else got anything tonight before we go to the Lord in prayer. Go ahead. Remember Brother Kenneth? Anybody else got anything tonight? Preacher minister passed away his wife Just remember this need.
anybody else have anything tonight? work to be done and it's hard work just go down there and talk to Nick see what you can do amen 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 I agree sis God will repay amen God is definitely already blessed uh, just to see just to see where it started amen come such a long way I say praise be to God I ask you to pray for my family. Um, got some family back home that's uh, it's got a little bit of sickness. Amen. Uh, Papa Glenn is still. Um, I guess he's not not out of the wind. Amen. Um, still still kind of weak. Amen. Still, his immune system still not um, pre-COVID, uh, but we did get to see him. Amen. So I I thank God for that. Just uh, another opportunity to see my papa and. Uh, I was very, very grateful for it. Um, got to see, uh, got to see some people. Amen. That I ain't seen in a while. So, uh, thank God for it. Love my family. I just ask you to pray for them. Um, remember, I don't know where this comes from, but God just told me, let's remember um, those that are struggling with addiction. Um, Addiction is something in, in, in this generation that it's hard to find one that's not. I mean, if I'm just going to be completely honest, um, just about everybody is struggling with something, whether it be drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever it is. Amen. There's a lot of people that are addicted, amen, that are grabbing hold of something that they ought not be grabbing hold of. Um, can't help but think about recovering soldiers. Um, they've just they've opened up a, a women's. Uh, recovery soldiers and from from the things that I've read and the things that I've seen um, God is using them and, and I say praise his holy name uh, I mean when you when you have a guy that was you know 15 16 years old that was willing to kill somebody just for just for a small fix of drugs uh, and now he's up and he's singing and glorifying and worshiping God I, I mean you, you're not talking about somebody that believes in their self. You're talking about somebody that believes in God to do the, uh, I mean, the supernatural. Amen. No person has talked to them and, and fixed them. Amen. A person has pointed them to the one who is able. And I say praise God for their influence. On, and, and what they're doing is just, um, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, I don't know what's going on, but, uh, amen, Lord, Lord poked my heart, asked us to pray for them. But uh, I wonder if anybody, anybody else has got anything tonight before we go to the Lord in prayer.
Amen. Remember my lost loved ones, children, brothers and sisters that are lost. Amen. Amen. No doubt we all have somebody that's lost, amen, that we know of. Uh, I wonder if anybody's got an unspoken tonight, something on your heart you just want the church to pray for. Amen. Let's, uh, let's all the can and, will, can and will, let's gather around the altar tonight. Let's get a hold of God. Amen. I don't care, uh, I don't care if we stay here all night and pray. Uh, I'd rather God show up than uh, me just stand up here. Amen. I could stand up here and talk to you all night. Just trust me, my wife can attest to it. But uh, I want the Lord to show up. Brother Lyle, you lead us. Thank you. 
grace don't sing one, amen. You just mind the Lord. Devil's in the sound system, amen. Yep. Is it working? I can do it without. This I sang a couple weeks ago. It's um, ever more so meaningful as now or recently with all the loved ones that we've lost.
Can be made new. There'll be no such thing broken. Anybody got anything tonight? Boy, heaven's shouting sweeter every day. Yeah. Yes, it is. Have all you want me to use this? Grab your Bibles, turn to the book of Acts. Acts in chapter number 27. Acts chapter number 27. I believe and trust that everyone had a good holiday, amen. Had a good Christmas. Remember the reason for the season. Hallelujah. I'm going to back this up. I can, the neighbors can hear me. 
But uh, how grateful a man I am to uh, to not only know that my Redeemer relive, my Redeemer, Redeemer, bless my soul. Not only to know that my Redeemer liveth, amen, but to be able to celebrate the day that He came, amen, that uh, He put on flesh, He put on corruption, amen. What an honor it was to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Amen. And you know what? Uh, it's difficult. I'll just... Go ahead and cut me down, Mike. I feel like I'm screeching all over the place. Uh, it's, it, it's difficult to not fall into the snare of Christmas time, and, and, and the snare is the gifts. It, it's difficult, I will say, uh, you, can, you can act all pharisaical if you want to, but it is difficult to not fall into the gifts and the the giving and, and the Christmas songs and, and the Christmas trees and the candy canes and, and all of these things. And, and somewhere over in the corner is the nativity scene that sits on the table. <coughs> Say amen right there. That's conviction. Say amen right there. Amen. The nativity scene sits on the corner table and the tree takes up about a quarter of the room. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm thankful to know that not only did he come, he lived. And he died. And he rose again. Hallelujah to his name tonight. Now we've got a new holiday coming. It's the new year. If we make it there. Amen. The Bible says we're not promised tomorrow. It says we know not the hour nor the day, the time that the Son of Man cometh. But if we make it to the new year, a lot of people will be uh, uh, doing what's called a New Year's Resolution. How many of you do a New Year's Resolution? Oh, okay. So we got a bunch of lying Christians in here. Amen. How many of you say, I'm, I'm going to put the soda away. Amen. I'm going to put the sweet tea away this year. I'm going I'm to get the strictly water. Put the Diet Pepsi, the Diet Cut, the Diet Mountain Dew. Hallelujah. I see Ashley laughing back here. She knows what I'm talking about. Amen. You quit. Amen. There you go. But we do what's called a, a New Year's resolution. And, and, and in a spiritual sense, do you want to know what that is? I hate to burst all of our bubbles. But I got to thinking this week, a New Year's resolution, a resolution is putting faith in yourself. Now you think about that. I'm going to put soda away. 
I'm going to cut a few pounds. I'm going to, to fast my favorite TV show. No more Chicago Blue or whatever it's called. We're going to put that away. I'm going to do this, Barbie. I'm going to witness more. And I'm going to, to, to pay uh, double my tithes. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. You think about that for a second. My Bible tells me that for without faith, it's impossible to please God. That isn't faith in ourselves. That's faith in Him. The book of Acts, chapter number 27. I ask that you would and you could, amen. Let's all stand for the reading of God's Word. That's why we're here tonight, amen. To hear from heaven. 27. Let's just read uh, verse number 27. I left my phone somewhere. Where's my phone? Chapter number 27 and verse number 27. Bible says, say amen if you're there. Okay, I'll wait for you. I said say amen if you're there. Amen. amen. Here we go. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter number 27, verse number 27, it says, But when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down in Andrea, Adria, however in the world you want to say it, about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country and sounded. Found it 20 fathoms. Can I just tell you what's going on here? They're in a ship. They're sailing. It's dark. It's stormy. He says they sounded. I don't know if it was a shout. I don't know if they rang a bell. I don't know if, if, if they banged pots and pans together. I don't know what they've done, but they made a loud noise. Okay. And what they were doing was they were trying to figure out how far from land they were. These people were shouting and making loud noises. And they would wait for the sound waves to hit the shore to bounce off and to come back to them. And that is how they would judge how far or how close they were to shore. And the Bible says, and sounded and found it 20 fathoms. Fathoms is 20 feet. So they're roughly 120 feet from shore. <laughs> Are you picking that up? In this day and hour, I think we need a couple people that will make a sound and see just how close we are to the shore. I think we live in a day and hour when everybody, including the church, wonders where God is. Everybody, including the church, wonders where God is. And I think it's a time, uh, it's high time, it's, it's in fact later than it should have been that the church and its members wake up, 
Start praying and seeking God while He may be found. Can I get an amen tonight? The Bible says, and sounded and found it 20 fathoms, and when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it 15 fathoms, meaning roughly 90 feet. They're nearing the shore. Verse number 29, Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon the rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea, under collar as though they would have cast out anchors out of the foreship. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these, listen here, except these abide in the ship. <laughs> Paul said to the centurion, the leader of the ship, except these abide in the ship. Say it again. Paul said to the leader, the most important, he's talking to the boss of the boat. Paul said to him, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. While the day was coming on, Paul besought them to take meat. <laughs> In the middle of a storm, Paul says, let's eat. Hallelujah. I like Paul. Saying, this day is the 14th that ye have tarried and continued fasting. This was a fasting time of the year. Continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat, for this is your health. For some shall not inhale... Excuse me, for there shall not an hair fall from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. When they all of then were they all of good cheer, excuse me. And they also took some meat. And we were in all in the ship. 203 score and 16 souls. 276 people. When they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship. They cast out the wheat into the sea. When it was day, they knew not the land. But they discovered a certain creek with a shore into the which they were minded if it were possible to thrust in the ship. When they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves unto the sea and loosed the rubber bands and hoist up the mainsail to the wind and made toward shore. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground. And the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers counseled was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves forth into the sea and go to land. And the rest, listen here, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And it so came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Let's pray. 
Dear Heavenly Father, God, I need your help tonight, God. I, I truly, Father, do not want to stand up here alone, Lord, by myself. I don't want to speak unless spoken uh, from you. Father, I pray tonight, God, that you would ready the hearts of your people. And God, Lord, meet every need in this place, touch every heart. And God, I pray, Father, Lord, that your spirit, God, would rest easy upon this place. And God, I pray, Lord, for those watching by Facebook Live, Father, that you would bless them. And God, Lord, that uh, you would meet every need there. And Father, Lord, I pray. God, for this place tonight, God, would you show up and show out, and Lord, we'll be very, very careful, God, to say you done it all, give you all of the glory, the honor, and the praise, for it is in Jesus' name we pray, and amen, you, you can go ahead and say it. As we read the passage of scripture, amen, we find this is a very uh, common, amen, it's a very uh, regularly preached uh, portion of Scripture. Uh, it's a portion of Scripture that a lot of people know of, amen. But I'd like to point uh, some things out to you tonight, amen, that God has pointed out to me. And uh, just to give you a background, amen, Paul is on a ship. Paul is in bondage, amen. And the reason Paul is on this uh, ship and he's bound in chains is because he was in the temple back in Jerusalem. And in the temple he was found by the Jews and by his people, by the church, amen. He was found worshiping in the temple. And they told Paul, they said, you are the man that is preaching this gospel that says that, that, that you are not under the law anymore. See, that he was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ came, he fulfilled the law. So as long as you have faith in Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. And this is what Paul was preaching. And the people that, that had always... Come down just a little bit, Mark. I'm getting a roar up here. The people that had always been strong in the law, the Pharisees and the churchgoers, they're in the temple and they realize that this man is preaching a false gospel. In their hearts, that's what they truly believed. So what do they do? They do just like what any other church member would do. They go to beating the living tar out of him. And, and, and is it not true? If a preacher says the wrong words, hallelujah. I mean, you've got people climbing all over him wishing he was dead, trying to sabotage, trying to unplug the man's brakes on his vehicle, amen, trying to cut his tires, amen, trying to, trying to kill the man, hallelujah. If one man who, who is known to preach the gospel and to do what the Word of God says, if he messes up, if he says the wrong word, amen, the Pharisees come out. Now, if that ain't still true to this day, amen, that is the truth. So they go to Paul, and they begin to beat the living tar out of him, almost to the point of killing him. And then... The governor, if you will, he, he sends these men, these armed guards, and, and he comes, and instead of pulling, if this don't sound like America, instead of pulling the bad people that's beating Paul to death, 
Guess who he pulls to put in chains? Paul. Now, if that ain't backwards, and if that ain't America right now, I don't know what is. We're reading the Bible, and I'm just telling you, this sounds just like today. The man of God is sitting here trying to preach the Word of God, and the church, the temple, the people that are supposed to be God's people are beating him to death. And if that was not bad enough, you find that when the guards come to to de-escalate the situation, they grab a hold of Paul. Hmm. So they take him and they bound him and they, they tell him that we're going to find out if, if, if what they say is true. And we're going to find out what, uh, uh, what you're charged with. I mean, what we can charge you with. He goes to two different governors and, and both governors tell him, they say, we can't find fault in him. He's not to be bound or he's not to be killed. Because there is no fault in this man. Festus finally sends him to go to Caesar, to appeal unto Caesar, to pretty much get rid of his bondage. And he goes to uh, the, uh, I can't remember now, Myra. Let's see, is it Myra? He goes to a place where uh, this governor sends him, amen. And when he goes to this place, uh, uh, they put him on a ship. And this ship is sailing to the coast of Rome. And while he is on this ship, we find, as the portion of scripture we've just read, we find that a storm arises. How many of you know what it's like to be in a storm? And I think we can all attest, amen, we've been in some pretty crazy winds. I've seen 100 mile an hour winds. I have seen quarter size to golf ball size hail fall. I have seen uh, snowfall that was so heavy that it collapsed porch uh, awnings. And, and, and I'm talking snow that was over a foot deep, amen. I know you guys have, hallelujah. But I I have seen weather do some pretty crazy things. And uh, Paul finds uh, uh, that in in the middle uh, of his problem, how many of you know that anytime you say, well, it can't get any worse? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) It can't get any worse. (laughs) It normally does. Now we find here, prior prior to the storm happening, things don't seem that bad. Yes, Paul is in bondage, but we find that the person that is the boss, the centurion of this uh, this ship, he's got a little favor with Paul. He, he, He respects Paul. So at a moment, Paul is seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Paul says, well, this is... This is not that bad. Paul's been in the bottom of the prison, hallelujah. 
He's been in the deepest, darkest cellars of the prison, amen. This is not that bad. He gets to sell the open waters, amen. You say, what are you trying to what are you trying to get to, amen? Paul is in the middle of the calm before the storm. How many of you know that there's a calm before a storm? There's a slight breeze before the hurricane winds hit. There's a slight peak of the sun before the dark clouds arise. There's a calm before the storm. His name is Julius. He, he gives Paul some liberty. We find in verses number 1 through 8, we, we find that this man Julius, he gives Paul some liberty to go visit his friends, as we've already said. And, he, and we find that, that everything is calm. Everything is well. And everything is prosperous. And, and, and things seem to be looking up for Paul. This is the calm before the storm. And I can't help but think about the nation that we live in. And I can't help but think about the calm before COVID. And I can't help but think about the calm before the storm. And, and what I'm trying to say here is, is before, a nine, before 9-11, America didn't have nothing to do with God. Where are you going with this? What I'm trying to say is, America, and even the church, I'll include the church with this, what we like to do is, we like to pray, and we like to ask God to help in the middle of the storm. But you see, in the calm before the storm, we're putting faith in ourselves. You see, in the calm before the storm, we're doing our New Year's resolutions. Amen. We're putting faith in ourselves. Everything's hunky-dory, amen. Everything's good as gold before the storm. Everything's calm. Everybody's happy. And as we go on here, Paul... Paul gives him a notice in verse number 9 through 11. And he said unto them, he said, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. Read verse number 10 here. He says, not only of the lading, the ship. Lading many cargo. What's in the ship? He says, much damage not only to the lading in the ship, but also of our lives. You know what Paul's doing? He's given a warning. Paul's giving them a warning. And I'm just going to stop right here and be a little real with you guys. Back then, they didn't have a meteorologist, okay? They didn't have someone that had the technology to say, well, there's a cold front moving down from the northwest that's going to be coming in, and it's going to move straight through the Gulf. And I'm just telling you, if I had a ship and I was planning on going out this weekend, I'd bring my umbrella. Stan, they didn't have that. You see, they didn't have the technology that would tell them 
when it was a good day or when it was a bad day to be sailing. I tell you what, we lived in a, we, we live in a generation, amen, where we've got the goods, amen. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for a meteorologist. Amen. I know you women are. Hallelujah. I've seen some of your hair when it gets, you know, a little humid outside. Amen. I see my wife. Ashley's laughing. She knows what I'm talking about. But I'm telling you tonight, amen, we live in a, in a prized generation. Amen. We're spoiled brats. And I'm just telling you, amen, there is 276 men on a boat. <laughs> Honey, I ain't talking about no aluminum reinforced with some flotation material on the inner walls that's got a bow on the front of it that's enough to hold that boat stern no matter if 50 foot waves crash against it. Honey, I'm talking about a big, a big hunk of wood that's been sealed on the, on the cracks between each uh, uh, two by four, if you will. I'm talking about a big chunk of wood that's floating in the middle of a storm. Y'all can't understand it, can you? I'm talking about a time in your life when things don't look good. I'm trying to get you to realize where Paul's at tonight. I'm trying to get you to, to, to have a realization of how scary it must have been to be on that boat. And here's what Paul's doing. Paul says, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's fixing to get bad out here. He says, it's fixing to come a windy, a, a, a tempestuous is the word. The Bible uses a tempestuous wind. And, and, and he says that it's fixing to get bad. He says that the damage that is going to be caused to, to not only the cargo, but the ship is going to be detrimental. And it may even cost, it may even give some damage, it cause some damage to our lives. He's given a warning here. I'd like to paint a little picture for you. Prior to the 19th century, America was in a good place. When the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, the things that happened in America, that should have been a wake-up call. It was a warning that a storm was fixing to come. When we took prayer out of schools, it was a warning that a storm was fixing to come. When it became okay for a homosexual to be making out with his same sex or her same sex on the TV screen, it became a warning that a storm was coming. When it became okay to praise and to give glory to Satan... In 1966, the Satanist church opened its doors. That was a warning. When it became okay for a man dressed up as a woman to be the leader... God help. 
when it became okay for a man to dress up as a woman and be the leader of our medical government, I'm just telling you, we're getting real close. Honey, the storm is coming. I'm just telling you, there's been a lot of warnings and a lot of preachers, amen, that's been sounding their warning, just like Paul was doing here. He says, hey, I'm just going to let you know it's fixing to get bad. You're fixing to lose some things that are pretty important to you. Amen. You say, what was on the ship? Food. I don't know about you, but that's pretty important to me. I need food to survive. Hallelujah. Things around you are fixing to get some damage. Are you picking up what I'm putting down this evening? I'm trying to let you know that what this world is doing, honey, it's not just going to affect them. It's going to affect you. It's going to damage you. It's going to damage your family. It's going to damage your life. Those that you love around you, your job, your place of school, your place of education, honey, it's not just going to affect them. But it's going to damage your cargo. It's going to damage the ship. And it's going to damage your life. Amen. It's time that the church wake up tonight. It's time that we start hearing Amen. the warning that God has been giving us for close to a hundred years now. I love the way Brother David Harrison said it. He said this, Excuse me. He said, a sin that one generation tolerates, the next generation will embrace. Let me say it one more time. A sin that one generation tolerates, the next generation will embrace it. One of the greatest messages I've ever heard and opened your eyes and made me realize I remember as a kid when it was, ah, leave that, leave that kid alone, you know, he, they like boys. Just leave him alone. It was tolerated. Homosexuality was tolerated. Pornographic magazines were tolerated. Now you can't get on the internet without having some sort of ad pop up. This generation embraces pornography. It's at the touch of your fingertips. I don't know if you know this. I'm just, can I just throw a disclaimer in there? Your kid don't need one of these. <laughs> My kid ain't getting one until they move out. Hallelujah. If they do, it'd be one of them flip phones, you know. They're going to be the coolest kid in school. I'm just telling you. The stuff that the generation before us tolerated has become the stuff that our generation is pursuing and embracing. And Paul is telling these people, and that's what I'm trying to tell you, that this storm, what's going on in the sea and what's going on in the world, honey, it's going to affect what is in your ship. Hallelujah. 
I feel the presence of God tonight. What happens in the sea, what happens in this world outside of these four walls, not only affects what happens outside of these walls, but it, it affects and damages what happens inside these walls. I could stand there and preach for hours. Hallelujah. But we got to get moving on. I apologize. But, but we find Paul giving, giving uh, uh, this warning, amen. And then we find, I'm going to stop right here. This is not in my notes, but I'm going to include this, amen, because God give this to me, and I say praise his name. But we find that in the, in the middle of this shipwreck, and, and it was the 14th night, amen, and, and they drew near, they found that, that, that this, uh, this country, amen, was getting closer and was getting closer, amen. But in the middle of this, uh, what's he say? He says, I, I pray that y'all take some meat. <laughs> Mike, you know where I'm going with this. Hallelujah. He says, hey, in the middle of this storm, in the middle of what's going on outside, he says, I'm going to give you some meat. Y'all need to eat something. In the middle of what's going on out in the world, we need to be eating. In the middle of the storm, honey, this is going to bring you peace. In the middle of the chaos, honey, this is going to bring you peace. In the middle of your weakness, this is going to bring you strength. Yes. Amen. Paul says, hey, the damage that this storm is going to cause, it's going to hurt. He says you need to eat. Honey, you need all the strength you can get. And I'm just here to tell you, the church is weak. Yes. Yes. Church, we're weak. Yeah. We need to get a hold of some meat. Yeah. Amen. Come on. There's fencing to be a storm. Things go hard. headed to a destination. They're headed to Rome. And I'd imagine at this point they just want to see the shore. I'd imagine at this point they're scared. They're drawing near. 
120 feet and then a little further and, I, and then now they're 90 feet and then before you know it, they crash onto shore. Excuse me, they crash onto a rock. They were not at shore yet. These boats, they, they are, they're so deep that they would hit shore or they would hit the bottom, you, you know, they would hit land. But they could still be hundreds of feet away from dry land. So what happens is they're, they just got done eating and, and they, they sound it and they see how far they are away and, and then all of a sudden they hit, they run ground. Bible says that the front of the boat gets stuck, unmovable. The back of the boat is moving back and forth. And, 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 and as these waves begin to crash it, as these waves begin to beat, these waves begin to break the back of the ship. Paul says we need to get out of here. He says, just get to shore. If you can swim, get to shore. If you need a, if you need a board, just get to shore. If you need a broken piece, just get to shore. But I'm here to tell you tonight. I'm here to tell you tonight that if it wasn't for the ship, They'd have never made it to shore. Do you see where I'm going? You see that ship. That ship had been been beaten and bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon that ship. My precious cargo was in that ship. But you see, when the winds and the waves begin to beat and break the back of that ship, that ship was the only thing that was going to get me to shore. You see, I'm trying to paint a picture tonight. The only thing that's going to get you to shore is Jesus Christ. Honey, we're getting close. How do we get close to shore? I'm just telling you. I think it's time we start praying. We start shouting. And we just see how close shore is. I think God would answer. Don't you? But you see in the middle of the chaos. And in the middle of the storm outside. We have got to hold on to Jesus. Amen. We have got to stay holding on to Jesus. He was broken to protect us. He was beaten by the waves of this world for me and you. And let me tell you something. He may be broken. He may have broke. But because he lives, I'm still going to make it to shore. 
I don't know about you, but honey, it ain't going to be on the New Year's resolution that I make it to shore. Honey, it ain't going to be on the back of my pastor that I make it to shore. It ain't going to be on which Bible I carry that I make it to shore. It ain't going to be on which denomination I consider myself to make it to shore. Honey, it's going to be on the back and on the back alone of Jesus Christ. Wind the clock. I want you to read number verse number 22. Read it with me. Paul said this, and now I exhort you to be of good cheer. I think it doesn't look good, but be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. See, I didn't have to die. I didn't have to give my life because the ship, Brother Stan, already did. Honey, I didn't have to lay down my life because Jesus, he already did. Can I just tell you something? 2022 may come and it may go. But I'm just waiting to get to shore. I'm tired. And I'm damaged. I'm weak. I'm burdened. I'm scared. Just as these men were. But I realize that in 2022, I'm not going to make it on my own. In 2022, we need to throw a New Year's resolution out the window. Honey, we need to hold on to Jesus. Because he's going to be the only thing that gets you to shore. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I come before you tonight. God, unworthy, Lord, to even call upon your name. But Lord, because of Jesus, I can come boldly. Because of that ship. Because of these ship. I know that I'm going to make it to shore. I'm sick of the city whose builder and maker is God. And the only way I'm going to get there is through Jesus. Father, I just want to thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. God, I want to thank you, Lord, for just the opportunity, God, to open your word. God, help us, Lord, not to neglect your word. Help us, Lord, not to neglect so great a salvation. 
Help us, God, to stand strong and steadfast with long-suffering, God, and realize, God, that the storm, it still may affect us. What happens in this nation, it still may affect us. It still may cause some damage. But God, all I can think about is God, that if Paul gave up, if Paul would have just said, I'm done fighting, I'm not going to make it to shore. How many lives would never have been mended? How many souls would never have gained heaven? God, I pray, Lord, tonight, God, as we leave, God, help, Lord, that to burden our hearts is that, God, if we don't give a peace, if we don't give a peace of Jesus to our babies and to our neighbors, God, they won't make it to shore. But, God, Lord, if we have faith, God, not in ourselves, but, Lord, in the ship. I'm thankful to know Paul said that not even one was lost. God, if we just have faith in Jesus, God, if we just realize, God, that we're not going to do this on our own, we're not going to make it too short on our own, and we give a little piece of the broken ship, to each and every person, Lord, we're all going to make it. Our family will make it. Our babies will make it. Our neighbors will make it. Our co-workers will make it. But, God, it's not going to be, Lord, through a revolution of ourselves. Lord, it's going to be through your son, the darling lamb of God, and him alone. God, I pray tonight, Father, that you've helped a heart. God, that you've encouraged, that you've strengthened someone in a way that only you can. God, I take no credit. God, I want to thank you, Lord, for what you've done in my heart. I praise your high and holy name. As a piano player comes, I wonder if anybody just gather around the altar tonight and say this, say this year, I'm not going to make a New Year's resolution to have faith in myself. But this year, I realize after tonight, God spoke to me and God pricked my heart and said that you're only going to make it to shore through the pieces of Jesus. You're only going to get to shore if you hold on to Jesus. He was broken for you. And he protected you. And this year's many are already come. If you're sitting in your seat, I wonder if you just pray, Lord. This year, God, help me to have faith that you're going to take care of it. That what, what happens on the outside, I realize that it's going to affect and it's going to cause damage on the inside. But Lord, through it all, I'm going to make it.
Father, help us tonight. I wouldn't be much of a preacher if I didn't ask. But I wonder if there'd be one here tonight. You say, preacher, I've been putting a lot of faith in myself. And you say, preacher, you were spot on. You see, but the thing is, I've never grabbed a hold of Jesus. I've never put 100% faith and trust in Jesus. I've just been... I've just been doing it all on my own. I've just been trusting in myself that my age or my strength or my accountability can make it. You say, I've never put trust in Jesus. I wonder if there'd be one here tonight. Just slip up your hand and say, preacher, pray for me. I don't think that I've ever put my trust in Jesus. Would there be a hand tonight? You said, preacher, I put trust in Jesus, but I haven't given it to him everything. You say, preacher, there's some things in my life, there's some moments in my life, some times in my past when I thought I could do it all myself. I thought I could do it all on my own, and I failed miserably. You say, preacher, pray for me that in the coming year, I wouldn't trust myself with anything but that I would trust in the one who is able to get me to shore. Would that be you? Would that be 